0: this, and I thank you that you're able, Lord, to get the message to them. And so we pray for every person that is listening, Lord, that you would just open every heart, that you would give a spirit of wisdom and revelation to every heart, to every mind, every person that is listening to this word, Father. And we thank you that your word will not return void. We believe, Father, and we thank you that your word will produce fruit in the name of Jesus. And in the case tonight, in this case, we thank you that that fruit will be divine healing and divine health in our lives. In Jesus' name, we praise you and we thank you for it. Everyone that agreed said? Yeah. Amen. Praise God. We're going to start out in uh, Acts chapter 14 uh, tonight. Acts chapter 14, and I'm going to start uh, reading in, really in verse 1 and just share, read several verses here and then focus in on 2 or 3. But Acts fourteen one now it happened in Iconium that they went together in the synagogue of the Jews and so spoke that a great multitude both of the Jews and of the Greeks believed but the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brethren therefore they stayed there a long time speaking boldly in the Lord who was bearing witness to the word of His grace granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands. But the multitude of the city was divided, part sided with the Jews and part with the apostles. And um, just a little side thought here. The gospel and the word of God doesn't always unify, folks. Sometimes it divides. Here's, Here's a case where the gospel divided and the truth divided. The multitude of the city was divided, part sided with the Jews and part with the apostles. And when a violent attempt was made by both the Gentiles and Jews... With their rulers to abuse and stone them, they became aware of it and fled to Lystra and Derbe, cities of Lyconia, and to the surrounding region, and they were preaching the gospel there. And in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting, a cripple from his mother's womb who had never walked. This man heard Paul speaking. Paul, observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, Stand up straight on your feet. And he leaped and walked. And uh, so I want to I use this as our, as our foundation tonight. Notice it says that this man had faith to be healed. Look, at, uh, uh, look at back at verse 9. It says, this man heard Paul speaking and Paul observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed. Can we all just say that together? Faith to be healed. Faith to be healed. And so the end result was what? This man who had been crippled from birth. So pretty much what we would consider a a hopeless case. I mean, this is not just a guy that has a headache. He's been crippled from birth, and yet he hears Paul speaking, and he has faith to be healed, and uh, Scripture says he was. It says he leaped. Paul said, stand up straight on your feet, and he leaped, and he walked. So, did his faith... Have something to do with him receiving his healing well it obviously did since the since the Holy Spirit through the writer of the book of Acts points out that this man had faith to be healed, and that Paul perceived that he had faith to be healed so so his faith quite obviously had something to do with uh, with him receiving his healing and so uh, he 's not the only one that the Bible talks about that their faith had something to do with them receiving their healing. There's a lot of cases. Uh, I'll give you just a few examples here tonight. The woman with the issue of blood. Remember her. Mark 5:34. Jesus says to her, He said to her, Daughter, what? Your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. So here, her faith is mentioned. Your faith, daughter, has made you well. Uh, the, the ten lepers that came to Jesus. You know, one of them came back when he saw that he was healed. He came back and, and uh, to thank Jesus for healing him. And here's what Jesus said to him in verse uh, 19 of Luke 17. And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And then we see uh, in Matthew chapter 8, the centurion who came to Jesus on behalf of his servant. He had a servant that was uh, that was very ill. And um, the centurion petitioned Jesus and Jesus said to the centurion, go your way. And what? As you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. And uh, then the two blind men in Mark chapter 9, we see their situation. In Mark chapter 9, verse 29, then he, Jesus, touched their eyes, saying, according to what your faith according to your faith let it be to you and their eyes were opened and uh so again in each of these cases jesus mentions that it's their faith that really is the deciding factor he didn't say according to the will of god well well since it's the will of god for you to be healed you're going to get something today no it was their faith amen uh, and then and then the other blind man, in, in, uh, in Mark's account, he's named Bartimaeus. But in, uh, in Luke 18, in verse 40, So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be brought to him. And when he had come near, he asked him, saying, What do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, Well, receive your sight then. He said, what do you want me to do? He said, I want to receive my sight. He said, okay, receive it. Go ahead then. Well, all right. Receive your sight. That's really what he, was, what he was communicating, what he was saying. So he says, receive your sight. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise to God. So, so he want, again, he wanted to receive his sight. Jesus said, all right, go ahead and receive so, what happened? He received, yeah, he received his sight. Well, how did he receive his sight? yeah, by faith, he received his sight. I know this is very simple, uh but that's the word of God is simple, isn't it? yeah the servant was healed by the centurion's faith exactly, yeah. And there's you know there there was a connection, a relationship there. Yeah. Because because he was the centurion's servant, then the centurion could exercise faith for him on his behalf. Yeah. Um so faith receives from God. Amen. That's what faith does. It receives. Faith receives. Again, I know this is simple, but faith receives from God. Faith receives what God has promised and what Jesus has purchased. Faith receives what God has promised and what Jesus has purchased for us in redemption. Faith receives it. Praise God. Everything that Jesus purchased for us in redemption, we receive it by faith. That's what faith does. Faith receives. We see that in the case of this blind man. What do you want? I want to receive my sight. I want to receive my sight. And Jesus said, fine, receive it. Receive it. That's what you want. Then receive it. It wasn't hard. It wasn't complex. You know, these folks hadn't been to Bible college for all these people that we see uh, where Jesus commended them and said, your faith has made you well. These, for, for probably for the most part, these were folks that were that were uneducated. They They didn't have a lot going for them. They didn't have you know, uh, but, they, but they believed. Amen. It's not complicated. Amen. Um, but I want to I point out, uh, as we get into this, that three principles, actually four, four principles of faith uh, that we want to touch on tonight. And uh, the first one is this, is that, is that faith comes by hearing the Word. I know that you know that. Faith comes by hearing the Word, or faith comes by hearing the Gospel. Um, again, uh, back up to this, this, the the first case that we looked at, the man that was crippled from birth there in Lystra in Acts 14. If we go back to verse seven, it says they were preaching the gospel there. They were preaching the gospel there, and in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting, a cripple from his mother's womb, who had never walked. This man heard Paul speaking. He did what? Heard Paul speaking. Paul observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed. So again, they were preaching the gospel. The crippled man heard Paul speaking. What was Paul speaking? The gospel. Paul was speaking. It says, it says they were preaching the gospel. That's Paul and, and, and whoever was traveling with him. And this man heard Paul speaking. Well, we know Paul was speaking the gospel. And we know then from, from the man hearing Paul speaking... The result was he had faith to be healed. Faith came into his heart to be healed by hearing the gospel. I wonder what kind of gospel that was. It couldn't have been a gospel that, well, it might be God's will to heal you and it might not be. I mean, this guy would have marked himself off the list first because he's crippled from birth. I would I would love to hear that message that Paul preached that day. Wouldn't you? I would love to. It had to be such a positive message. Powerful message that Jesus is, is Savior, that Jesus came to save us from our sins, and in the same action of saving us from our sins, He also took our sicknesses and carried our diseases, and by His stripes you were healed, and that healing belongs to everyone. Even if you've been crippled from birth, like this fellow sitting over here, you, sir, can be healed as well. You know, it had to be something like that. Amen. It had to it had to be something like that to build that man's faith. And so so again, as a result of hearing the gospel, hearing what Paul preached, this man had faith to be healed. Same thing with the woman with the issue of blood. As we look over at her case again, Mark five twenty-five. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for twelve years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had, and was no better, but rather grew worse. So Again, a hopeless case. I mean, she's been sick for 12 years. She's been to the best doctors. She's given them all of her money and she's not getting any better. In fact, her condition is deteriorating. It's getting worse. But it says, verse 27, when she what? When she heard. When she heard. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. So faith came into her heart when she heard about Jesus. Praise God. Romans 10 gives us the principle. Romans 10, 13, it says, For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And we know that that word saved is a big word. It doesn't, it doesn't just mean my sins are forgiven and I'm going to heaven. It's the Greek word sozo. And it means wholeness, it means deliverance, it means healing. Praise God. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be sozoed, shall be saved. Praise God. So if you only hear, now here's the thing, if you only hear about Jesus as your Savior from sin, then that's all that you'll have faith to call on Him to do in your life. Right? Amen. But if you hear that Jesus is the healer, and that with his stripes we were healed, and that he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed by the devil, and that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he hasn't changed, his power's not diminished, and he's given authority to his to his children, to his people, to those who believe that in his name they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. If you hear that and believe and then faith can come for that, and you can call on the name of the Lord, and be saved, healed. That element of salvation. Amen? So it's whatever you hear the, whatever you hear the gospel, whatever, whatever measure of the gospel, that's why we call it full, Jeff. Full gospel. It's not because we eat first. Well, I'm full, and now this is a gospel businessmen's meeting. No, it's the full gospel. It's that Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus delivers, Jesus prospers, amen, the full gospel. Praise God. And whoever calls on the name of the Lord and whatever, whatever those areas are, you'll be saved. Praise God. Healed, prospered, delivered, amen. All right. So whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Again, here's the progression, verse 14 how then shall they call on him in whom they've not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? All right. And so the progression is from the bottom up. It's to hear. And once you hear, then you can believe. Then you have faith because faith comes by hearing. In fact, that, that, that statement is made just a couple of verses later. So it's hearing that causes faith so that you can believe and if you believe, then you can call. And when you call, you're saved, healed. Amen? So the progression is hear, believe, and call. Amen. So that's uh, principle number one. Faith comes by hearing the word or by hearing the gospel. Praise God. Second, second principle is this. Faith is now. Faith is not in the future. Faith is now. Hebrews 11.1 1 says now faith is. And someone said, if it's not now, it's not faith. If it's, what do I mean by that? Well, it may be hope because hope deals with the future. And hope has its place. We need faith as a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And so uh, hope has its place. Hope is like the framework that faith puts substance to Uh, But hope deals with the future. Uh, It's not a statement of faith to say, I believe God will heal me sometime or in his timing. That's not a statement of faith. I believe God will heal me sometime. Now, you know, that's hope, but we need to add faith to that. And uh, so faith, the the principle of faith is faith is now. Uh, It is a statement of faith to say, I believe that I receive my healing now. Or whatever it is that, that we are believing for. I believe that I receive it now. That's faith. Amen. So faith, faith is now. It's not in the future. Again, Acts 14, 9. This man heard Paul speaking, Paul observing him intently, and seeing that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, You'll be healed someday in God's timing. (laughs) No, is that what Paul said? What did he say? Stand up. In other words, take it right now, brother. Take it right now. You're healed now. Take it now. Claim it now. Act on it now. Receive it now. Amen. He said with a loud voice, stand up straight on your feet. And he leaped and walked. Again, uh, the blind man, uh, Luke eighteen forty two. then Jesus said to him, well, go ahead, receive your sight. Take it. Your faith has made you well. Receive it right now. It's now, faith is, faith is now. Praise God. And then number three is this, faith has to be released by word and or action. Again, let's go back to Acts 14, look at this man again. Acts 14, 9. This man heard Paul speaking. Paul, observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, stand up straight on your feet. Now, look at at this, okay? So the man is sitting there, and what's his condition while he's sitting there hearing Paul speak? Crippled, right? He's crippled. But yet, as he hears the message and as he consents to it and agrees to it, he has faith to be healed. He's got faith to be healed, and yet he's sitting there crippled. Think about that. Is he he about to get faith? No, he's he's already got faith to be healed. It's already there. He's 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 not about to get faith to be healed. He's got it. Paul seeing that he, that he had faith to be healed. He already, he's already got it, right? The man's got faith to be healed, and yet he's sitting there crippled. I wonder how many times in services or, or in general, Christians are sitting there with faith to be healed and yet still crippled or yet still you know, suffering with whatever condition or ailment that they're suffering with, and yet they've got faith to be healed. So why is that? Because faith has to be released. It has to be released. And the way we release our faith is by our words and or by our action. It can be a combination of those things. So in, this, in the case of this man, it was his action. Paul said, and he said with a loud voice, I think maybe to startle the man. I think maybe to, so the man couldn't you know, sit, sit there and say, well, you know, I don't know. You know, stand up. And the guy said, "Well, oh, okay. Woo, I'm healed. He leaped and he didn't have time to think about it. He just acted. Amen. Sometimes we reason ourselves out of our miracle or our healing because we, we give ourselves time to think about it. And um, so Paul wanted to get him, and he knew that he was ready. He knew that he had faith to be healed. But Paul also knew, look, I've got to get this guy to release his faith. I've got to get this guy to act on his faith. So stand up, brother, stand up, and the guy did. He stood up, and he leaped, and he walked. Praise God! And uh, so again, that that faith has to be released. Praise God! You know, he could have said, you know, again, he didn't he didn't reason himself out, but he could have said, like some of us maybe have done in the past. Well, yeah, no, you want me to stand up, but I can't, or. Well, I've never done that, or I don't know. He didn't even think about it. He didn't, he didn't reason himself out. Uh, he simply acted. He did what he could not do. You know, Keith Moore's got a song about that, about, about faith. Do something you could not do. Act on the word. Act like it's true. Quit being down. Quit being blue. Stand up and step out. Do what you could not do. Act on the word. Act like it's true. It's like Brother Hagin used to say, you know, when he was pastoring, there would be some uh, situation in the church, some trouble in the church, and he said the deacons would come to him and say, oh, Brother Hagin, what are we going to do now? What are we going to do? He said, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're just going to act like the Bible's true. They stopped and scratched their heads, and they say, well, (laughs) it is, isn't it? The Bible is true. Amen. And it works when we act on it. Amen. When, you know, when, we, when we honor God's word by believing it above our circumstances or our situation, God honors that word and, and brings it to pass and performs it in our lives. Have I ever seen him do that for you? Amen. Whether it's your healing or your finances or your family. Amen. Absolutely. Praise God. So the man did what he couldn't do. He couldn't walk. He was crippled. But yet when Paul said, stand up, then he said, okay. And he leaped and he walked. Praise God. Uh, Woman with the issue of blood. Mark 5, verse 27. It says, when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. So again, we got three elements here. With this woman, she heard about Jesus, and then she started saying something. Notice it says, when she heard, she came before she said. So she was doing the saying before she did the coming, right? And yet the, the, way that, the way that Mark tells it here, it's in a different order. But if you put it in the order of the way it happened, she first of all, she heard about Jesus. And she had to be, she had to be hearing because he did this in other places as well. Uh, the Bible says, as many as, as, many as touched him, power went out from him, and all who touched him were made, made well. That had to be happening in multiple places because somebody came running to her and told her, she said, uh, or, or whoever came and told the woman, I have seen the most amazing things happening. There's this guy named Jesus down here. And uh, you remember so-and-so? You remember the condition they were in? Well, they touched him and they got healed. And you remember so-and-so? Well, they touched him and they got healed. In fact, everybody that touched him got healed. I didn't see anybody that touched him that didn't get healed. And she said, well, you know, if I touch him, I'll be healed. She's been suffering 12 years. She's been getting not any better, but her condition is deteriorating. And yet, when she hears about Jesus, she says, Yeah, if I go and touch him, I'll be healed. And she started saying that. So she heard, and then she said, What'd she say? If I only touch his clothes, I, it might work. I hope I'll get well. In God's timing. No. If I only may touch his clothes, I shall. I shall. I shall be made well. I shall be made well. And then she said, what am I doing sitting here saying this? (laughs) If I touch his clothes, I'm going to be made well. I'm going to go touch his clothes. And she did. And she received her healing. She was made well. Amen. So again, she released her faith. How? By her words and by her action. And again, you know the story. She comes to to Jesus and she presses through the crowd and there's a multitude thronging him because he's on his way to Jairus' house to raise Jairus' daughter from the dead. And so there's a big crowd gathered around him and she works her way through the crowd and she touches his garment and he immediately knows that. He immediately senses that power has gone out from him and he turns and he says, who touched my clothes? And and the disciples say, well, Lord, you know, we can point out about 50 or 100 people right here in the last 30 seconds that have touched you. You're, they're thronging you. And he said, no, wait a minute. Somebody, somebody touched me different. They didn't just jostle up against me. Somebody touched me with faith because power came out of me. And then it was discovered who she was, what had happened. And he said, daughter, your faith has made you well. Well, it certainly it was his power. But it was her faith that gave action to that power. That power, obviously, that anointing was resident within and upon Jesus, but, but it doesn't say that anybody else got, it, uh, got any benefit from it. They were jostling him and, and, and rubbing up against him because of the, the, the crowd and the, the, the press there. But she touched him a different way. She touched him with faith. So it was her faith that drew that healing power out of him. And here's the good news. If her faith can make her well, then your faith can make you well. Power, that healing power is present everywhere today. That's why Jesus said, it's more profitable for you that I go away. Because when he walked on the earth, it was just in that one place, wherever he was. But he... He went up to heaven. He sent the Holy Spirit. That power is present everywhere. You can plug into it. You know, it's just like Wi-Fi. You know, it's, is in here. If you've got the password, you can log on to it. It's here. You know, those those, you know, those little those little those little waves are, <laughs> are running through here. And if uh, if you've got the password, you can latch on to it. Well, the password is faith. Amen. Praise God. All right. Again, Luke 17. Let's go back to that one, the the leper that was healed. In fact, we'll look at at all of them, all 10 of them. It says, Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him 10 men who were lepers, who stood afar off, and they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them... He said to them, come over here and I'll lay my hands on you. Well, he wasn't afraid to. He did that with another leper in Mark chapter 1. They, and, and so he said, go show yourself to the priest. They said, no, wait a minute. We read Mark chapter 1 and we read where that leper came to you and you put your hands on him. That's what we want you to do for us. Did they do that? Is that no, he ministered to them different, didn't he? He said, go show yourselves to The priest. Well, that wasn't just a, a statement out of the blue. That was, that's rooted in the Old Testament in the book of Leviticus. If you read it, it talks about in the law, in the Old Testament, it talks about if someone has leprosy, and uh, then, then once they're cured of the leprosy, they go to the priest, and, and the priest pronounces them cured. And, uh, and so he says, okay, go show yourself to... The, he says, Lord, have mercy on us. Jesus, have mercy on us. He says, okay, go show yourself to the priest. And, um, and so they didn't say, well, wait a minute. We can't do that because we're not healed yet. Look, we still have these sores all over our body. We don't know what he'll do to us if we show up and we look like this. We're supposed to be healed before we go to the priest. No, they understood. They said, okay... That means he's saying we're well. And so before they saw any evidence on their bodies, before any one of those sores had cleared up, they took off. And I love this. It says, and so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. As they went, they were healed. I remember four years ago, about this month, four years ago, I went to Israel... And before I, before I went to Israel, I, I was having some symptoms in my body. And uh, I won't go into details on what they, what they were. But, you know, the devil started telling me, you're going to go over to Israel and you're going to be hospitalized. Of course, they've probably got better hospitals there than they do here. But I didn't want to go. I didn't want to be in the hospital in Israel. I wanted to, I wanted to enjoy the tour. Amen. And uh, But then the Lord gave me, he reminded me, the Holy Spirit reminded me of this passage here. As they went, they were healed. And you know what? As I went, <laughs> I was healed. Praise God. Yep, every symptom cleared up. I was fine. So, uh, I mean, it wasn't life-threatening, but still it was concerning to me. Uh, but as I went, I was healed. I acted, I acted on that word. And uh, okay, I'm going. I'm fine. Thank you, Lord. I'll be fine and i was and uh, everything was fine praise god so so they went so so here's the point they acted in faith now uh, their faith action was to start walking to the priest before they saw any evidence in their body that they were cleansed but on the way as they went the bible says they were cleansed praise god so that was their action of faith their faith was released by that action of going to the priest amen So again, we can have faith in our hearts, but that faith has to be released. That crippled man in Lystra was sitting there as he heard Paul preach. He had faith to be healed, but until he acted, until he did something, that faith was was doing him no good. Our faith, in order to accomplish anything, in order to receive our miracle from God, receive our healing, our faith has to be released, and our faith is released by our words, and, and, and what I mean by our words, by agreeing with what God says, by agreeing with what the Word of God says, and by our actions. Amen? All right, finally, this one uh, principle number four keep the switch of faith turned on. That's what, I guess that's a phrase that Brother Hagen coined. I don't know, maybe he borrowed it from someone. I don't know. But uh, keep the switch of faith turned on. And David Ingalls wrote a song about it later, but uh, that we play here sometimes. Uh, what do I mean by that? Well, let me just read you a scripture, Mark 11:24. "Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. When do I believe that I receive my healing? When I pray or when I ask? When will I have my healing? In other words, when's it manifested? After I believe that I receive it. I believe that I receive it first, and then I have it. It may be instantaneously. It may be over a period of time. But number one, I believe that I receive it when I pray. And then you shall have them comes after See, a lot of times people want to believe it after they have it. That's not faith. Well, I'll believe it when I see it. Well, <laughs> you won't ever see it then, right? Not in that. Not not going on that route. Let me give you some examples here. And uh, I love this little devotional book. I've been using it in the last two or three years. Um, it's Brother Hagen's Health Food Devotions. And these, uh, a couple of these that I'm going to read are from recent days. One is, uh, this one's November 17th. Um, A pastor friend of mine asked me to come by his Assembly of God church and preach Sunday through Wednesday night. In that church, there was a man there who was 48 years old who had never walked one step in his life. So just about like this cripple in Lystra that we read about. He had been a member of that church most of his life. Now I knew when I laid hands on him on Monday night, that the healing power of God went into him, and I told him it did. As I went on to others in the healing line, some of the men of the church got up, got him up and tried to get him to walk, but he couldn't. When they turned him loose, he fell in a heap on the floor. They finally gave up on him, sat him back in his chair and let it, left him alone. They carried him home. The next night, they carried him to church. The pastor and I drove to the side of the church to park. We were sitting there talking about a particular verse of Scripture. Now, his church building was very old. It had high steps leading to the entrance. The pastor said, look, look. Well, I looked and I saw a man running up the steps into the church, but I quietly turned back to the pastor because I wanted to see what he had to say about this particular verse we were discussing. He said to me, that didn't register on you, did it? I said, what do you mean? He said, that was brother so-and-so. I still didn't know the man's name. It didn't mean a thing in the world to me. Oh, he said, that's the man who has never walked. He has been in this church for nearly 40 years and he's never walked in his life. That was him running up those steps. Then I got excited, Brother Higgins said. The pastor had this man who had never walked before testify. He said, I know, I knew the power went into me. I felt it go all over me like a warm glow, yet I still couldn't walk i wasn 't any better. They took me home, and my youngest brother put me to bed. You see, this man was helpless enough that he couldn 't get dressed and undressed by himself. He continued the last thing I said get this now, the last thing I said before I went to sleep was the healing power of God was ministered to my body, and it's working in me. To heal me. When I woke up the next morning, my family got me out of bed. And so see, here's here's another point too. So believe that you receive. What did this man believe that he received? He believed that he received the healing power of God. I believe I received that healing power. And I believe that power is working in my body. He didn't receive the manifestation. But he believed that he received healing power. When Brother Hagin laid hands on him. All right, And so he said said, that power was ministered to my body. That healing power is working in my body to heal me. At times when I would say that, I could feel it in my body. It was just like a warmth all over me. Suddenly, I felt a surge of strength go through me. I'd never stood on my feet in my life, but I had an urge to stand. So I pushed myself up. I was standing for the first time in my life. I stood there for a few moments and it seemed like I was going to fall. So I sat back down. I sat there praising God because the healing power of God. See, he could have quit right there. Oh, well, you know, I got a little bit, but it didn't really work. He said, I sat there praising God because the healing power of God was ministered to me. And he says, so, so again, he's sitting there praising God. Thank you, Lord. The healing power of God's working in my body, healing my body. Before I knew what I was doing, I stood up on my feet again and began to walk, and I've been walking ever since. And, and he comes running up the steps into the church the next day. Now, this man could have missed it after I ministered to him. He could have said, I felt that power go through me, but it didn't work. Thousands have done that. They've said, I felt the power, but I'm no better. But this man didn't say that. He said, the healing power of God was ministered to me, it is working. It's working in my body to effect a healing and a cure. Thank God it did. We all saw it. Praise God. I want to read read one more testimony out of here. Several years ago, I received a letter from a woman who had attended one of my meetings in Houston, Texas. She wrote, I was healed of lung cancer at your meeting. Now, I'm not saying that I was healed instantly. I wasn't. But the manifestation began the moment you laid hands on me. I am a 32-year-old mother of two young daughters, and my condition was very serious. In fact, the doctors expected me to live only a few weeks. I had multiple malignant tumors in my lungs. She continued, Now I was skeptical of your tactics. Each night you laid hands on me. Evidently, she got in the healing line every night. I felt nothing. And then the last night, you taught on Mark sixteen, fifteen through 18. I had never heard a sermon preached on that passage before. I believed what you said and asked God in the name of Jesus to heal me. Mark sixteen fifteen through 18. You know, Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. These signs will follow those who believe in my name. They'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So that's what, that's what, what she grabbed hold of. I'd never heard a sermon preached on that passage before. I believed what you said and asked God in the name of Jesus to heal me. After that, I got in the healing line. And the moment you laid hands on me, I felt hot from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. That was the healing power of God going into her. The tumors were located in two places in her lungs. One tumor was large and the other was smaller. A month, Everybody say a month. A month after the healing power of God went into her, the large tumor was gone. A month. Didn't happen overnight, but a month. Uh, And in another two months, the, uh, uh, the large tumor was gone. The doctors couldn't find it. And in another two months, the other tumor was gone. The doctors were baffled. They couldn't understand it. But you see, from the moment that hands were laid upon her, she began to amend. The rest of the letter stated that she was able to do all of her housework and mow the yard and that she felt wonderful. Well, isn't that just like our wonderful Jesus? Once this woman accepted the death blow to that cancer, she began to recover. And over the course of time, the healing was manifested. And so what did she do? She kept the switch of faith turned on. Hands were laid on me. The healing power of God was ministered to me. I am recovering. Praise God. So that's that's principle number four. Keep the switch of faith turned on. Faith comes how? By hearing the word of God. We know it's God's will to heal us. We know that Jesus took our infirmities, Jesus bore our sicknesses with his stripes, we were healed. He went about, Acts 10, 38, he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. And we know he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Praise God. Sickness, disease, it's not from God. It's oppression of the devil. It's from Satan. Healing and health are the will of God for his children always. Amen. No exception. God doesn't want you to stay sick. Amen. Amen. That's the the truth. That's the good news. That's the gospel. Amen. Praise God. All right. And so, number one, faith comes by hearing. And then number two, faith is now. Faith is now, not in the future. I believe that I receive today. I believe that I receive healing power working in my body. I don't put it off and say, okay, God's going to heal me one day in his own good time. Uh... You know, uh, if he takes an ocean to it. No, I, it, Jesus already paid for it. And so w- the same thing that Jesus said to that, that blind man. The Lord, what, he said, what do you want me to do? And the, the man said, I want to receive my sight. And Jesus, boom, take it, receive it. Go ahead. Amen. He's saying the same thing to us today. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Take it. It's yours. Believe. Receive it right now. Amen. Praise God. So faith is now. It's not in the future. We know our faith has to be released, and we release our faith by our words and by our action. Amen? Praise God. So.